Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Gentlemen, welcome to the Crack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Crack Podcast. Let's give a big round of applause, please, because we made it to another episode. I'm delighted to introduce my co-host. Let's give a big round of applause, please, for four, four World Cups and 20,000 years of playing in professional <laughs> soccer. Let's give a big round of applause, please, for Mr. Demarcus Beasley. What's up? What's up? Next up, my other co-host, co-host, I can't get that word out my mouth, What's wrong with um, who uh, I always say always holds down the, black, the back. He is our fort, and he's our concrete, our, the, the boss, the glow, the world traveler, model, businessman, professional soccer player, World Cup player. Um, let's give a big round of applause, please, for the godfather, Mr. Aguchi Ayewo. Where'd you, where'd you find this man? Where'd you, yeah. find this man? where'd you find this man? I'm still a little bit hurt. I think it's a light skin thing. Because <laughs> when you introduce me, you just say Beasley, four World Cups, and then it's over. But when you My. say Gooch, well, no, 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 hold up. When you say Gooch, <laughs> he's, he's the, you know, with, with the glow. You got all these nicknames and all this, you know, for Gooch. But for me, it's just two things. Uh, what you don't know is that Gooch threatens me before every show. There we go. <laughs> right, and he doesn't nope. threaten me physically. He gives me some political scholar type of philosophy that <laughs> if he <laughs> that his vengeance is coming back very deep. So can, um, you please, can you please for the, for the next you know uh, in, introduction? Can I get a little bit? Little bit I, can can I do your introduction next time, please? Yes, you can. Please. No, please, I control please, the introductions. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a Trump. Yeah, um, it's a Trump <laughs> dictatorship. Yeah, your, introductions, your, introdu- your introductions are piss poor. Oh, man. Oh, man. Listen, <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of introductions, my name is Mauricio Mookie Wilson. And uh, we come to you in a time of uh, interesting time here in the United States. Um, say the least. Say the least, right? It's a very emotional, very thought-provoking, active time that most uh, people in this country are taking um, back from what's going on, either surprise, angry, or just doesn't understand. So we, we come to you today for another conversation uh, leading up to our last conversation. We want to thank Coach Snook for coming out and, and speaking with us. Uh, Bees, what do you thought about our first end racism and injustice conversation? Yeah, man, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I thought it was a, you know, very informative, a lot of insight to what, you know, cops think cops think at certain diff- at certain times uh you know within their job you know um yeah. uh, i think um you know he was honest you know i mm-hmm. think he gave his his uh, his opinions on things that you know obviously myself and you know uh others didn't know um kind of a little bit of insight i mean obviously i would i would love to have more in the game yeah you know to, to even dig a little more deeper if we can more. you know yep. hear more and yep. you know get a little bit more you know uh, a little more personal <laughs> he, he was he was good you know he was under fire he was yeah. under the spotlight i think that he did uh 
kind of dodge a couple questions here and there. I, I, which I is normal. To, uh, yeah, which is yeah, normal. Yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to get a little bit more granular on the Black Lives Matter versus the Blue Lives and all that stuff. But, you know, he, yeah. was, he was under fire that, up until that point. So right. I'll, let it, I'll let it slide this time. Hey, let it slide. But no, I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, did you guys see all the support in the soccer community overseas? Uh, I mean, I saw your boy Sancho and the Dortmund squad um, um, and also Bayern Munich wearing armbands stating Black Lives Matter. Um, Bees, did you see any teams out there? And Yeah, man, I saw, I mean, not even just the teams, you know, the whole world, you know, is really coming coming together uh, and, and knowing that we need to, uh, you know, do something as a, as a society, as a as a world, not just an American problem, but a world problem, to you know, kick racism out of out of uh, out of the world we live in. And so for me, it it, it went further than you know, uh, you know, um, Sancho and you know, Westons and and with them, and I and I'll touch a little bit on them. You know, I I liked I like to I, I like to call them young kings. Yes. And 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 the reason why I say that is because. You know, um, their generation. You know, they they're going to have they're they're basically taking over from what our generation is doing. You know, I don't know if in our lifetime we're going to see a huge change with racism and and you know the injustice that's going on in this country. But to be able to be that young, to, you know, to be a to, I mean, he's still a teenager. I think he's only nineteen. I think maybe or something right. like that. So to be that young and, and be you know, a voice and use this platform for something other than soccer and uh, to to be someone that, you know, young black kids, you know, not even they play soccer, but just young black kids can look up to and, and it be in a tradition to really get behind and stand behind. You know, that's that's big. That's a lot on a young kid's shoulders. Definitely. You know, not just worrying about the game, not just worrying about his paycheck, not just worrying about, you know, uh, what he's going to do on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's worried about, he's caring about, you know, the, the the people that's paved the way for him, you know, hundreds of years ago. You know? And so that's Correct. why I, I, I call, you know, the, those guys, I call them, I call them young kings because they're gonna have to when we're all when we're all gone, and I know I'm getting, getting kind of serious deep in the early mid of the conversation, but uh, but when we're gone and when our when our fathers and grandfathers when they're gone, they're gonna be the ones that step into this role to keep this fire, to keep the the you know the pedal to the metal, as you say. You know what I'm saying? So and for them to step up so soon and so early in their careers and their life, for me, I call them young kings. Beasley's uh, ready today, boy. Beasley's <laughs> ready today. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. It, it's beautiful. You know, I don't think anybody has ever seen this kind of response to any kind of movement globally, right? Like, I don't think I've seen it in, a, in America, let alone in all 50 states. And then, you know, you can it touches... In Europe, it touches in, in Asia, in, in Iran, they had protests as well. You know, 18 countries on Saturday protested, yeah. including 50 states around it's the country. A, it's amazing, you know, and it's, it's such an important cause that you can't but help to, to, to have emotion towards it that, that so many people are feeling it and, and, and want to voice their opinion about it. So this is awesome, man. It's a great time to be alive. Yeah, and the thing, the thing what I love about it, Gooch, is that uh, it's not just black folks. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's this is the biggest difference, I think. And that's why I think it's giving people hope. It's giving people a sense of things could, you know, you know, make a change for the better. You know, yeah. look, as the saying goes, Rome wasn't built overnight. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's going it's gonna be a slow process. That's why and that's why I say, you know, maybe in our lifetime we won't maybe it'll it'll you know, it'll slowly here and there it'll it'll change, you know, but 
and all that we might not see it you know 100% change what we really really want it but at the same time to to be able to see you know people from South Korea you know what I'm yeah. saying protesting about you know about the the death of George Floyd but looking at the bigger picture and saying racism needs to be you know kicked out of this whole world is exactly. huge Different you know days. it's not just it's not just people that look like us it's not the same color as us it's everybody that's everyone that's really sticking together really you know um um uh, uh, take into account in this movement that what we're trying to do and, and it's beautiful to see man beautiful. and that's why I felt I have to be a part of history and participate in some of these protests um, watching documentaries on the 60s and reading writings by James Baldwin showed me how I do have some hope now because I do say like you said the diversity of gender and also race and religion has all come out to speak and to fight against so I'm a person who goes ah all this is just recycle history but I have to really um, changed my thought process and realized this history is different and is stronger. And uh, hopefully, 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 and uh, hopefully it gives us some some change in, in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to speak about uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL um, named Drew Brees. Oh, Lord. <laughs> From the New Orleans Saints. And Drew Brees um, made a statement condemning uh, kneeling uh, for the flag, but I just want to say that he did apologize, and he did um, go against the president who came out this who, who talked negatively towards Drew Brees for apologizing. He's canceled. Done. But, but what He's I want what I want to do <laughs> in fairness, what we do here, we don't just read headlines. I want to play a statement from Drew Brees, uh, his original statement, because I think his original statement is what the argument that many people who claim to be not racist, but claim to be patriotic, have made. Right. And yeah. I'd like to hear you guys' views on that as well. Well, I, I, will, I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let, me, let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. Gooch. <laughs> Man, um, so many things. Uh, and he's entitled to his opinion. Um, but if you take notice and what he's saying, it's a lot of I, I, me, my, right? So you're talking about a unified group, but you're using a lot of, a lot of words that just have a singular meaning, right? So he's saying that we should respect a flag, that he believes this, I believe this. It means to me, my, my, mine in form of unity but the unity obviously doesn't exist because otherwise we wouldn't be having these protests in the first place right and so 
for me, uh, when I saw that, I wasn't surprised. I was like, okay, another one that just is blind, right? And, and they always say, uh, the blindest person is not the one that can't see. It's the one that chooses not to see, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, I don't really believe his apology because his original statements were from the heart. Like that was, that was a true statement, right? And so for someone to say, I will never, and then 48 hours later say, I understand now, my bad. You know, for me, I don't, but, I don't. But, but he didn't. If you, if, you, if you look, if you listen, this is what I have a problem with. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, first, obviously what, what he said, you know, uh, about, you know, he'll never respect anyone for, you know, um, disrespecting the flag. And obviously it's not about the flag. We all get that. We don't got to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. But my thing was the apology. The apology had, didn't say anything about he made a mistake for saying the guys that you know kneel for the flag i would never respect that is what he never he never addressed that if you if you really if you read his apology he never addressed that he just basically said yes i understand there's a problem I'm yes I, I i yes i was insensitive I, I i i misspoke or whatever i can't i don't i don't want to misquote the man because i i i mean i read it but i don't want to say uh, i don't want to misquote him so uh, but he if you really listen and read his apology he never said anything about yeah you know what i said about um guys not standing up for the you know for the national anthem and for the flag i made a mistake that that he didn't say he didn't address the the, pro- the biggest problem that we had with his statement with that interview that he what he what he said he he didn't address it in his apology so that's what i have a he knows problem. what he did he knows how you know and i and people say, you know, I, look, I mean, we all watch ESPN. We all watch, you know, these, these shows and we, we, we hear about what they said about, you know, Drew Brees and, you know, every athlete coming out basically saying they, they felt disappointed. You know, he's canceled, yeah. this and that, you know, and, and they, but they say, he's, you know, he's a great guy. He gives, you know, a lot of money to New Orleans and to this community. And he does, he, he does a lot outside of football, not just on the football field. So, you know, I, I go by that just because I don't know him. Obviously, I don't know him personally. Um, so I understand his, 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 his apology of what, um, to kind of what Goose said. The backlash. The backlash, you know, but the thing for me is, granted, he, he's, he could be a great person, a great man, does great for the community, but the fact that you didn't acknowledge the, the whole point of us having a problem with your statement mm-hmm. is that that's, that, that doesn't sit right with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So read, read the apology again. He, he yeah. never said anything about Oh yeah, I was I was I made a mistake. You know, guys that you know do not that that don't decide to stand for the flag. I understand their pain. They don't understand. He doesn't understand it. He right. still doesn't get it. But the bees, you, you can't get it in twenty four hours either. But look, it's not twenty four hours, boy. He's a football player, the most diverse sport in this country. This I'm, is, talking about, any, I'm talking about changing his in, mind. I'm talking about really, New really He plays in New Orleans, but he's grown up from Pee Wee to middle school. He's played yeah. with a diverse group. So if if a person like him who has been surrounded in diversity in sport does not get it. Then imagine, it's like, yeah. imagine, imagine someone that hasn't been exposed to, to culture. To black people. To black people, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, wow. So for me, like, yes, okay. I, 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 I'll say what I, told, what I told you yesterday. I was like, he could be invited to the barbecue, but he got, he got to say the kid's statement. <laughs> <laughs> he, only, he, only get, he only get one slab of ribs. He can't get, he can't get two. He can't get seconds. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, people say he's a great guy. You know, he's, you know, they respected Drew Brees so much throughout his career and what he's done for the community. You know, can he get, potato, I, salad? Can he get potato salad? 
Nah, you can't get potato salad. Dan sure can't get the mac and cheese. Oh, no. Nah. Can't get that mac oh, and cheese. Hey, he can, he can get, get the mac and cheese. He, he, can get, he can get a devil's egg. He can, he can get, get a, a, <laughs> he, he, he can go get the, the vegan mac and cheese. <laughs> that's your auntie, oh, made. That's your auntie, yeah. man. He's trying to be woke. He's trying yeah. to be woke. Yeah, so for me, like, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't want to, you know. Uh, and, and the reason I read that, that statement, I play that statement, is because so many listeners, so many people feel that same way, right? They, they, they associate the flag with being patriotic. They associate the flag with the constitution. They associate the flag with justice. Right. You know, and, and you know. Justice is seen in different lenses in this country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's, the, that's the issue. Um, yeah. And our, and, and anybody that says this country was built equally or even the constitution was written in an equal uh, equality time frame is silly, right? It wasn't, and we, we aren't. And so, what all these protests are, what all these voices are is that we have to flip this system upside down. We need to start from scratch and start in a sense of equality because it wasn't started that way and it hasn't continued to be that way. Right. Preach on, brother. Preach on. Do you feel that every MLS team needs to have a conversation before entering the season? Yes. I think, they, I think they've had, been having the conversation. Okay. I think I think I think a lot of teams have already taken that initiative. Because putting stuff on social media is not a conversation to me. Right. In the locker room, no cameras, no phones, face to face, looking each other in the face and speaking truthfully is a conversation I think all needs to have. Yeah. Because you and I know there's many people who are in a power position in the MLS, coaches, mm-hmm. executives who feel the same way as Drew Brees. And I think, and I think they should, they, they, that's how you gain trust with your players. That's how you gain you know, trust. That's how you gain trust. Having conversations, really, you know, taking, taking into account, you know, their issues, their, their problems, yeah. their, their struggles, where they really came from. Yeah, I, I get it. It's a business and blah, 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 and this and that, you know, they're just worried about winning soccer games. You know, I understand <laughs> that. But to really, if they, if they, if they, like I said, you know, if they really want to, you know, um, right this wrong and, mm-hmm you know, uh, put justice, you know, back into the American, the American, um, the, on the American flag, then I think that's what they have to do. Right. Definitely. Definitely, man. 100%. Well, well, well guys, uh, I don't know if you, another report that came out over the weekend uh, happens to do with LA Galaxy, one of Gucci's favorite teams. Um, Why is that gotta be one of my favorite teams? I don't know. I feel, I feel like you would take it personal. So that's all. <laughs> hey, hey that's my that's my first club. I actually officially signed for. Y'all know that, right? Oh yeah, they dropped your ass. Yeah, they ain't want they you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I no, I gonna say I gonna say because I was black. But I ain't gonna say. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, um, LA Galaxy recently had a acquired a Serbian player by the name of Alexander Katai, and Alexander Katai. Hopefully did not buy a house here because before this season or before the season really got underway, um, MLS has released Alexander Katai because his wife made some inappropriate statements um, on social media. Uh, Gooch, you're the first one who sent that to me. What exactly did she say? What did she say? Um, I don't speak Serbian, right? But I I do the translation apps and everything. And basically uh, there were two two separate uh, posts on her social media that she had. Um, and one of them was a picture uh, in the protests. I don't know what location, but it was a, a photo of a police car in the middle of a protest about to run over 
some of the protesters. Mm-hmm. And the caption, and I'm not going to try and say it in Serbian, but the translation in English was, kill the shits. Okay. Damn. And that's vicious, right? Tell us how you really feel. Uh, And then the next one on her uh, Instagram that she posted was um, a photo of a looter um, with a pair of, with a box of Nikes in her hand running away. And above the picture, she put black Nikes matter. Mm -hmm. And obviously that is, I mean, this is not the time to be making those jokes. If yeah. they're if they're so jokes, it's, it's, so it's, so it's poor, yeah. poor, poor joke, poor joke. And I salute the galaxy for taking swift action, albeit it wasn't the player. She's a representation directly of him, right? And they have to be aware that you know your actions affect your spouse. And in yes. this situation, it definitely had extreme consequences. I've had arguments with people who say, "Oh, how far are we taking this now? If my cousin, if my grandfather said something, am I should I be fired?" And um, I said, listen, you're, you're an athlete, you're a role model, and your wife is, that's a union. She's, whatever a she direct, does. It's, affect- it's a direct arm to you. Yeah. And, and yeah. zero tolerance, brother, right? Like I said, we condemn and we salute um, LA Galaxy for their actions and, and not sugarcoating it, suspending him, doing some, excuse my language, some bullshit that really knows it doesn't matter. It's not going to be effective. And you're just doing it for the headlines. They said, listen. Zero tolerance. I salute them for that. Yeah, and they, and and the thing is, they, they didn't say anything at the end. I, I love that. That's what I love the love the most. When they terminated his contract, it says LA Galaxy terminated the contract of Alexander Katai. That was it. That was it. <laughs> it wasn't you know because you know what I'm saying they always do the you know the polit- polit- politically correct thing and say oh you know wish you well I hope you know you have a good future you know he was a good pro he was a good player you know all this kind of you know nonsense that all owners and general managers say when they when you know when a player leaves to go to another team you know so for me i thought that was savage i want to be I a fly that was good i want to be a fly on the wall in that house to hear how yeah but, but <laughs> go ahead no but i, just, I, I got it okay picture this though yeah go so ahead. people so obviously you know he came out with a statement so i'm going a little bit further right so obviously he came out with a statement after that saying that you know he, he um, condemned it he doesn't yeah he condemned it. it his his, his man, household what? does not, <laughs> not exactly it's how, right so okay mookie you know, you're married, right? So you telling me, this not you telling me that you don't, you don't say say y'all that y'all want TV, right? You watch yeah. TV. Gucci series. And so you telling me that, huh? Go ahead, please. You were yeah, breaking up. So, oh, my bad, my bad. So you telling me that if your wife says something like, you know, kill the shits, and you sitting right there. You, <laughs> you'll be like, yeah, kill him, kill him, kill him. You know what I'm saying? Kill him. We go, you, you think that he going to have a, a different opinion to what his girl said? It depends who runs the house. No, you know what I'm saying? He, he will publicly. That's for damn sure. That's what I'm saying, though. But, like, you, he's, he's literally sitting there. With, he just didn't think his girl was going to post it. So I guarantee. That's why. That's probably why. This, I'm, and I'm, look, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, just thinking out loud. But she probably took it, him, you know, agreeing. I'm not saying the man's a racist. I've never met the dude. But he probably, she probably took it like, oh, he's on my side. These conversations and jokes happen way before that's what riots, I'm saying. way before exactly. the protests, and way before this, this tweet. This, this, this is candid conversation that now exactly. people are like, oh, you guys have these inside jokes in the house? Yeah. See, she see, was, she was just said it better than me. Slip it out. There you go. And she but, just got bold enough to write it on, uh, yeah, on Instagram. She got too bold. I, I think 
really and truly like, you know, it's unfortunate for him because it's a hard lesson learned about the culture. And I think that, you know, I spoke to a cousin of mine. The man was playing at Chicago. He knows the culture. He knows the country. This ain't his yeah. first year in the, in, in, in the MLS. There goes that argument. No, man, man, no arguments, man. <laughs> nah, man, there's no buts. You can't. I'm, yeah. I'm here to be the devil's advocate, right? Nah, See, man, not, not on this one. Not, not, yeah. And it was his wife. So <laughs> I guarantee part, they both sitting at, they both sitting at the crib watching this on TV. And when she's saying, oh, they should kill everybody, kill the shits, he's like, he probably like, yeah, they should. <laughs> look, at these, look at these dummies walking around trying to, you know, protest. They, they, they need to be in the house. There's a virus going on, all this type of shit. So she, she's just the one that posted the shit on Instagram. The worst part about it, Gucci telling me that he's he played for Chicago. So he's he's been in the culture. He's been around other ethnicities. His family's been around other ethnicities, but she feels this way to personally put this on her Twitter. And that's really been the problem, right, as a whole, is that people can battle with you on the field and off the field, do things that goes against your culture, your movement, your race. Hey, man. I mean... Just because you're immersed in something doesn't mean you freaking, you know, assimilate to it. You know, yeah. they, 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 they came from wherever they come from and they have their own views. Right. And just because they're playing in America where they see things differently doesn't mean they're going to assimilate to, to what, what the masses do. And obviously this is an example of that. And unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, hopefully we'll see if other MLS teams pick them up or don't pick them up for that matter. Um, I don't but, think they can. Well, good. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm, can you imagine a team picking them up right now? Holy that's what I'm saying. shoot! Yeah. They get absolutely killed if they did. That's silly. So ain't nobody gonna touch them right now. Well, such such is life. Such is life. <laughs> such is life. Such is life. Such is life. Yeah, and such is life for Seattle Sounders. Again, continuing with um, certain statements made in this country, and we live in a different time period where you know you can make a statement and. Um, you know, you can be ridiculed, you know, and, and definitely a, a life changing career. And Seattle Sounders have the broadcaster, uh, Mr. Al, what's his last name, Gooch? Alan Hinton. Hinton, um, legendary player, played for the Sounders back in the day, uh, has been a, a big, big, big person in the community in Seattle in the soccer scene, has coached many players, developed many players. Gooch, do you mind reading what he, he had to say? Uh, B's got that. Oh, these are the dissecting of this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought Gucci had that one. Okay, I'll read it. I don't mind yeah, it. Go ahead and read it. So basically, he released a post and he said, "Let me make it clear. I am not a racist." Question mark. I began in pro soccer when no black players on my team. Question mark. Years later, black started to be good. <laughs> So my Why are you laughing? What the fuck you mean good? Like good <laughs> as in good behavior? A good as a good footballer. Blacks started to be good. So my attitude was love you if you help us win our bonuses. Signed as a black coach, several good black players. Question mark. Have friends who are black? Question mark. Is that okay? Question mark. <laughs> what's, what's with all the damn question marks? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. And I, and I, I think he Gucci hit on the head. He doesn't know. How old is this gentleman? Al? 72, I think. Something like that. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's an old head. He's, a, he, he's like bees trying to use his, his phone right now. or trying to use it. <laughs> trying to get on zoom upside trying down. To, trying to get on zoom and work his computer. He looked like Bat he looked like Batman earlier trying to get hey, on. Hey man, computer. I should have just listened to you. Should have got an Apple and said it's HP. I told you. I told Light you. Skin, but, light uh, skin. It's it's one of those comments. First of all, I don't even 
even understand the the text. You know, it doesn't even make sense yeah, yeah, in yeah. its entirety, right? Yeah. Good and enough. and but especially in this current time, and he's a commentator, so he he's broadcaster. He, he's broad he's a broadcaster commentator, but he's 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 aware of what's going on right now, right? And that probably was not uh, palatable, <laughs> let's say for this cli- for this climate right now. You know, regardless of what his intentions were, what he was actually trying to get across, because I don't truly understand what he was trying to get across. Correct. Um, but I think B said he he had other other posts prior to this that kind of were at, yeah. as cryptic. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> you know, I was scro- okay. Look, so I was scrolling through his uh, his. Uh, his Twitter feed, right? Uh-huh. And he, he literally writes everything. After, you know, people put a period, he puts a question. <laughs> I can't take this, I can't take this man seriously. All, all, all his writings are like that. That's all his style. writings. That's the style. All his writings. And I remember even someone, someone even put, like, yo, why do you keep ending everything with a question? <laughs> yo, y'all gotta, y'all gotta see it to actually, man, it's, it's funny to me. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this was on, uh, May 31st, uh, 2020. And obviously with, you know, obviously with uh, all the protest stuff going on, but he, he, uh, and this is exactly what he said. So don't, it's not my reading. It's exactly what he wrote. He, he writes, some of the many black multimillionaires need to ask for peace and that justice regarding George Floyd will happen. Question mark. Question mark. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't understand what the fuck what, is. What, is. what does that mean? Someone needs to delete his Twitter account. <laughs> just get away. Why are you on Twitter at 77 years old? But I guess a broadcaster he is part of the game. But but, but, um, but for me, on that, go ahead, Mook. Again, you know, I, I reached out to Ricky Greenwood, who we tried to get on the show. Um, actually, we're going to call Ricky right now. Ricky's a former player of Al. And he's one of the most decorated players to come out of Seattle. And uh, I just want to get his opinion, somebody who personally knows him. Let's give Ricky a call right now. This is a new segment we have called Hit Him Up. <laughs> I never heard of this segment. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey. Hey, how you doing? Mr. Ricky Greenwood, welcome to the Crack Podcast. You're on here with your host, Mookie Wilson, as well as Aguchi Anyewu, The Glow, and Demarcus uh, Beasley. Well, enough with the intros. What's up, man? Yeah, right? Yeah. What up, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, baby? What's Rick- up, fellas? Hey, how, how you guys doing? Ricky, I just want to start off to saying um, my condolences to you and your family on your loss of your grandmother. Um, yeah, man. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. Prayers. Sorry, brother. Yeah, prayers. I'll, I'll, I'll be calling you on this day because we're discussing the topic that's going on in Seattle in the, in the soccer market. Um, it's a gentleman who has very dear to you, who's recently mm-hmm. uh, made a statement that got him in some hot water, and he was released yeah. as a Seattle broadcaster. Um, he was really an ambassador. Ambassador as well. Yeah. I mean, he's basically, as Ricky told me, he's one of the, the leaders of the soccer community in Seattle. But Ricky, you're the person who played for him. Give us a little bit of history of you two guys, and I want your your thoughts on his statement. Well, I mean, just to give you a, just a quick, just uh, uh, our, our background on our relationship is that uh, uh, Alan was, you know, a guy that was instrumental in bringing the Sounders. Uh, well, actually, not bringing, but he was a coach, the first initial coach in Seattle, and then, you know he was the one that brought it back uh, to MLS. Um, 
and my relationship that I had with him was just as a youth. He identified me as somebody that, you know, had talent and should be nurtured. And, you know, at the time, I guess I want to say, just give you a quicker background, but, uh, you know, at the time, you know, I had no guidance and things like that. And I was just, you know, I was just, uh, uh, kind of a, I don't want to say a knucklehead, but you know, I was just really, really not. You were uh, really a knucklehead. You were a knucklehead. Just let everybody know, uh, <laughs> Ricky Greenwood is, is a Black American, is an African American. If you don't, if you don't realize, Ricky Greenwood is an African American playing in Seattle. Go ahead, played in Seattle. He also played in Germany now. Yes, he's yeah. an international. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I was. Yeah, it he, was. He's uh, currently an agent, by the way. There you go. I appreciate that plug. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but just, just, just. Uh, I guess you know about Allen just a little bit. Allen, Allen is not a racist. Is what I want to say. Um, how, do back, how do you back that up? What What he said, what he said, right? I can see how it was taken in content as being offensive to some people. Because in actuality, for me, even knowing him, I was like, wait a minute, you know. This, this this doesn't sound right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but me also knowing him on a personal side, and then the things that he did for me in my life as a black professional soccer player, you know, I I, I know he's not. What do you right? think he's trying to get across by by the tweet? You know, I think he was trying to bridge uh, two different times, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I think he was trying to bridge a time of when there wasn't very many African-American uh, soccer players to, to when he kind of started introducing or, or uh, bringing, you know, African-American players into what it is now. Um, and there's, you know, obviously there's, there's a greater influx of, of African-Americans playing uh, uh, football now. But Ricky, do, do you think that um, he basically was trying to say, listen, uh, I'm not a racist because – I would pick an African American if it means me winning or not. I don't. I don't care. But we find a lot of people who are in power, who are coaches, who will um, recruit an African American if it makes them win, but don't necessarily have the best in- intentions for the African American culture. They, that that becomes an eye thing, right? Because if I if I right. have, if I have Gooch playing my center back and Ricky Ricky Greenwood playing my striker, I mean I have a better chance mm-hmm. of winning any game. But not necessarily. I give a damn about you guys, or or I, I really care about your culture and what you guys are uh, are struggling with. Right, and and I can see I can see your point that 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 you're that you're making. But what I, what I keep saying is about to Allen is I just go off my experiences Definitely. that I have with it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, from my point of view, is that he was one of very few uh, coaches that even even took the time. Mm-hmm. right to sit me down and talk and you know I broke bread with him meaning you know I sat down with him we had we had lunch dinner and we just talked you know he told me uh a lot of things yeah. and, 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 and and I think they were very very uh profound to me mm-hmm. but his statements I think Alan is a, an older uh white man from from Brit yeah Brit <laughs> England and uh I think his statements were just they were they were out of content. Um, they were taken out of content, and then everyone was rushing to to kind of uh, turn their backs on them. Yeah, you know, and, and especially the the founders. You know, this like I said, this man is you know is like a 
uh, icon here, right? Mm-hmm. And they 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 were quickly to make judge uh, to pass judgment on him. Yeah. And uh, I got a know, question. Wasn't able to I got. A, yeah. When, when did he coach you? What era? What what time frame was that? He actually was not really my coach, right? What time frame did you get to know him, like, originally? I want to say the 90s. So, so right. So Late you, 90s. You, you got to one. know him in the 90s. Early, right? early 90s. Early so, 90s. So let's say that he's been in America for at least 30 years. So that, mm-hmm. whole, that whole ideology of saying he comes from Britain and this and that, he's been here for over three decades to understand what his words mean and the context to how to use them. I and, and personally, listen, listen, listen. I read the, I read the, the tweet. I, I personally don't even understand it, so I'm not like attacking him. I, I don't even understand it. But for me to say like it was out of context and he didn't understand and he came from England and he's old, I'm like, well, he's been here long enough to understand, and he's he's in uh, broadcasting, so he knows how to communicate to the public, right? Or he should after all these years, right? Well. Well, I mean, as you know, there's some people out there who put out tweets and really, really don't understand what they mean. I think that a lot of people nowadays should be using publicists if they're gonna if right. they're gonna Reach. tweet out things Reach. before before they even even do that because we're in a look we're in a uh, times I mean not time but we're in a sensitive uh, 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 world now. You know what I'm saying? So everything that you said is under a microphone and, and can be used against you. So so. He should have used. I mean, where he was wrong is he should have used the publicist to make a, a statement like that. You yeah, know, Ricky, is Ricky, but I'm saying he's basically. I mean, what you obviously your experience with him is different because it's personal, and you know, he you said that he kind of brought you up, but I mean, that's basically what he's saying what he did in the '50s or whatever year he he said for. You know, he saw he, he didn't he didn't really you know know much or care much about black people until they started making him mm-hmm. until they started you know saying okay these guys. You guys, are you guys there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, Beezy lives in Houston. You know, the Wi-Fi is a little funny. Then it's, it's hot. So, <laughs> so, so he's freezing up. There you go. Beezy, you have to start again. Your, your Wi-Fi froze again, but go ahead. You see what I'm getting at? <laughs> no, Nobody, me and hey you. you. Your Wi-Fi froze. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my headphones. Oh yeah, your headphones is popping. Turn me up in your headphones. Turn me up in your headphones. <laughs> He got some fake uh, beats. He, he got he got beats by beats by Dre fake ones and something. <laughs> beats by day. Beats by day. What, what, what part did y'all, did y'all end up on? Start again. <laughs> start again. Start from scratch. Matter of fact, I'll go back to the intro. I'll come back again. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to ask that question. You got to ask that or say that statement again, B. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Real quick before my internet go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like that's basically what he's saying. Back is, is basically what he did with you. Is basically saying what he, what he tweeted about. You know, he only used, you know, he only got to, you know, uh, get to know black people or, you know, whatever when they, you know, made beneficial, him beneficial to him. You know, beneficial for him. Right. And, then, and basically, so when he, in Seattle he sees this young black kid, you say, oh man, this kid, yeah. let, me, let me go ahead and, and mentor him. But I think he, he can, you know. He can uh, benefit you know, at some point. Yeah. Make me some money. Benefit me at some some way somehow. You know I, that's how I looked at it. You know, I mean, I, I, and, and listen, I, I don't disagree with you. 
I mean, because, I mean, I could hear, you know, I can hear conversations that we had. And, right? uh, and, and, I, and, don't, one, and one thing, sorry, Ricky, but I ain't going to cut you off. One thing yeah. is that we all, we all, I know I did cut him off, I know. Sorry, Ricky. And one thing we all, we all, <laughs> all, of, all of us as black, black, black men, we always say, when someone uses this comment, I have black friends. What does that mean? He a damn racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Racist. come on, man. We... <laughs> Thank you. And that, that, was the last, that was his last That was his last line. Oh, I have black friends. Is that not okay? <laughs> or something he said. Question like, mark. Come on, man. Yeah, question mark. <laughs> yeah, question mark. Go ahead, Ricky. Not, I'd like to hear Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, I just got to revert. I'm, and bees, I agree. I agree with everything that you said. Um, the statement that, you know, that, that he made right, they don't. They're not conducive of what of, of of how he is really to me, right now. Behind closed doors or, or whatever he does, you know, I'm not for sure, right. But what I can go off is just my experiences, how I was treated, definitely, right. you know, by him, right. by him, and 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 just getting to know him, right now. I mean, I, I I'm literally I hung out with this man. Right, I hung out with him, hugged. You know, I had tears and stuff. You know, I didn't want to play play soccer anymore. I told him that, you know, everybody was was a racist and was against me because I used to. I mean, one thing about me, um, you know, I used to I used to knock people out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and say what literally, you, say what you felt. Yeah, literally. And then you know, when I he was the only person that that reached out to me and was kind of was just feeling like the anger that I was having. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, uh, uh, being a young a young footballer and, and and being called out your name or 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 whatever it, it was, he was like one of the only people that did. And you know, all these great coaches and and things like that, they were quick quick to to, to label me. Oh, he's not coachable, or he's yeah. not he's this and he's that, and mm-hmm. and and, and uh, it, it was so many labels and things that I had you know, thrown at me, but they never came from him. Yeah, right? right. So, so for me, when I hear his, his statements, they don't match the person that I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, but I also feel that his statements were, you know, uh, targeting African-American players in the wrong, in the wrong light. And, uh, I think that, I think we should, we should be open to make sure that people learn and understand, you know, how this is offensive to, to, to some people and kind of help them and correct them. But, you know, don't don't crucify him and turn your back on him. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like he's a person that could be could, uh, <clears throat> you know, could learn from this and learn a lot. Yeah, Well said. Well, well, well Ricky, it was vital to hear your point of view. <clears throat> we we want to be a, a platform that when we speak about things, we really get to the core and, and mm-hmm. give things the, the, the respect that is needed. And uh, I would hate for us to go off of a tweet and not be able to contact. And we're blessed enough to have you and know you part of our network and our circle. And also Absolutely. want to make sure the world knows that you are a U.S. soccer legend. Man, I appreciate it. Yes, boy, yeah, boy. All right. So thank you so much for taking the time, my brother. Right, hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. And it's good talking to you guys. All the best. And good luck um, with the, good luck with the new the new project, uh, mentoring these kids and, and representing them in the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys. All right, All right respect. Cool, baby. Peace. All right, you too.
Yeah, man. Um, interesting, right? Very there interesting. It. There you have it. Uh, he's got a supporter. Not in me, but he's got a supporter. Definitely, but it's good to hear that because, again, right, we don't know the man. Yeah. Right? And, and this man is, I think, a lot of things come into it. His age. Right. Question marks. <laughs> Question marks. <laughs> it's huge. And also, you know, using this platform as Twitter can be kind of shaky for people, as we can see by his tweets, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not comfortable, you know, uh, Demarcus Beasy is a tweeter, tweeter bird. I'm not comfortable in 80, yeah, 180 right. characters to be tweeting and getting my full. <laughs> right. uh, my full no, that's good. You know that. You know, obviously, Ricky's coming from a place of compassion, right? And he yeah. has a personal relationship. Relationship. With him, you know, and that supersedes, that. That, that supersedes anything the the life experience that he has. So, I'll give him that benefit of the doubt. It was still, uh, you know, a, a strange tweet by structure, but I'm sure that he learned his lesson in some way, shape, or form, and he's gonna think move a lot wiser when he chooses to to release something on social media next time ladies and gentlemen we're here for the what say what segment of our podcast um say what? we we <laughs> say what what that, that, that didn't mean do it again um lead striker for u.s men's national team gentleman named josie outdoor uh tweeted after the Major League Soccer had put out a statement saying, we hear you, we see you, we support you. Josie Altidore uh, tweets, do you, with a question mark, Al style. That lockout threat felt very real just a few days ago. You didn't hear us, see us, nor support us then. Hopefully this change of heart is here to stay and not trend like most. Let's do better at MLS. Hmm. I like it. I like it. The I leader. Like it. U.S. soccer. You know and then, I, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying I like it. And he, it wasn't no, no subtweeting. It wasn't no, you know what I'm saying? He went right at the, right at the, the, the head of the dragon. Right. Yep, you know yep, yep. He went right at it. And, you know, no, like cryptic message. Like, you know yeah, who I'm talking about. It's exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? He put MLS. He wrote MLS. He you know, retweeted. retweeted MLS. You know what I'm saying? And put them in the, <clears throat> in his, uh, in his comments. So, yeah, I love Jody for that. Because, uh, I mean, it is. I mean, all this, and it's, it's not just MLS. It's all these institutions that's finally yeah. trying to see the light of what, we, what you know, Kaepernick and even Rapino, what they started a long time ago. And then from 100 to 200 years ago, what all Black people have been trying to do, you know? Correct, correct. Uh, fight for injustice in this country. So um, if, uh, if they really, really, you know, understand and can open their minds of what what's really going on going on in this country and do better and try to be better and like you said what we talked about before talk to their players because they ain't gonna know if they don't talk to nobody right. you know what i'm saying you, you can get you can get things in books and you can you know do your homework but if you don't sit down and talk to people that you're that that, that works for you how, how, how are you gonna you learn? learn how are you gonna learn how are you gonna trust how are you gonna see it from their eyes you know what i'm saying you can awesome. read you can watch you can watch sports center and get you know people's opinions on on things but but your players, your team, your club, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm talking about sports, you know what I'm saying? Your, your people, the people that you, you know, um, you know, write checks to. If you don't understand them as, as human beings. Or even support them. I or mean, even support look, them. Look at the, look at the yeah, NBA. Yeah, they, not, the right. NBA players, they know they're supported. They don't, they, 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 they speak freely because they know exactly. the NBA is going to support us. And the MLS, I know even for me, when the Kaepernick stuff was going down, I wanted to kneel, but every and I was like, I don't know what these guys are going to do to me if I do it. You know, right. what I mean? you were right. on a you were on a national team, or you mean with MLS? No, no, no. With with MLS. My yeah, last yeah, year, yeah, my yeah, last yeah, year yeah, with, yeah. with Munich, I was like, I don't, I don't know what these guys are going to do to me. 
and maybe I punked out, right? But still, I was. These did he? Was, these what he do? What? What did he don't, do? Don't listen. To this. <laughs> don't listen. To this. Don't listen to Grandpa over here. Don't listen to Grandpa over here. Look at him with his with his fishing hat on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but I think it's a it's a bold move from Josie. I agree with him wholeheartedly. I think that you know if MLS is gonna make that announcement or declaration, they have to back it up. Right. And up until now, they really haven't backed it up, um, if I'm going to be honest. And if you guys don't mind, you know, just diving in something real quick um, that pertains to all of us is, you know, the disproportionate number of black representatives at higher positions in the MLS right now, whether it be head coaches, whether it be management. um, It's just disproportionate. We got 26 teams in the league right now. Only two black GMs. Wow. That's under seven seven point six percent under that. Who's the second Point, one, by the way? Uh, Ali Curtis. Ali Curtis and uh, Dennis Hamlin. Oh, Dennis! I forgot Dennis is black. My bad. Dennis Hamlin. And then, and then on top of that, twenty six teams, only two black head coaches. Robin Frazier, Thierry Henry. Oh yeah, Thierry. Yeah, but he don't count. He's he's he a goat. Stop, he's a goat. Playing, he's a goat. He's yeah. a goat. But, but but regardless, regardless, you know, it, it's it's unbelievable because I know for facts there's a, a number of qualified black coaches that would love to get the opportunity that just haven't been given that opportunity. And what's the reason, right? What's the reason? It's the same MLS coaches they've been recycling since the beginning of the of the league. You know. Yeah. I don't yeah, even so, think it's that. I mean, because look at it. Honestly, if you think in the history of the league, right, whenever it started, not even the coaches now. And I don't, and honestly, I don't blame the people in their position because you took advantage of whatever, you're given a position, I'm not going to say no. But how many first-time coaches, meaning like players that just retired, had no experience, how many, how many first-time coaches – or even other managerial positions. So ben like Olsen. Ben Olsen, one shit. Jason Christ, Connor Jason fired and rehired. Ryan Nelson, Petke, oh, Peter, Peter Novak, Chris Albright, Boca Negra. Like these guys had no prior experiences to their, prof- to their Jim, position. Jim Curtin. Jim Curtin was in the academy. Mm. But they had no prior experience prior to this. That must no, be nice though. It is what it coaching, is. Coaching the academy and jumping off to That's the first like, team. Listen, That's listen, a nice listen, one. listen, listen, listen. How many first team right after retiring black players have gotten an opportunity to be in any of those positions? Not me. Bees, just go, just go on our, our situations, right? <laughs> Look, Bees, four times World Cup, only player to be in five World Cup cycles, has won over 17 titles in his, si- career, my, my, in his my career. Is silent. Never been contacted <laughs> by U.S. soccer Bees? Never been, never been contacted, no. all right? No. Wow. All right, and 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 that and this is the Marcus Beasley, but they give other people. I'm not going to say names. We already know, right? What but about then, you, Gooch? And then they say me. Like I know when I retired, and everyone knows I'm, I want to get into di- directorial positions, GMs, board directors, this and that. What they tell me? We love you, not enough experience. And I'm thinking, uh, oh, I'm like, I'm like, hold up. All right, I'm not, not enough experience. So, college educated. I own and operate multiple businesses. I speak three languages have a vast international contact network. And this is on top of my playing career. It's on top of my playing career, but I'm underqualified. So if I'm underqualified, what are these people before me that got that? Yeah. Are their resumes even close? 
disrespectful. So it's like, why, why do we have to be, this is what Jermaine Jones and uh, Eddie Johnson were talking about, albeit yeah. they might have communicated in, in, in a different manner, but they wanted the opportunity, right? So I feel like as black men, we're, we always have to be twice as good or be overqualified to just get the same kind of position, right? So yeah. I'm, I, I throw that out there to y'all. Like, why? Why is it that? Why do you think it is like that? Because this is, this is my question to the MLS in response to Josie. Like, if you see us, if you hear us, if you're with us, but your actions don't really show that, you know, how, how, how do you dictate? Well, I, I think the, what they have told us by doing nothing is this is not for us, right? We're here to be workers and, and we're not here to lead. We're not here to supervise. We're not here to own. It's as plain, simple as that. You know, we have a, we have a pyramid, a coaching structure and nobody gets elevated. I spoke on this last episode, how there's no representation of, of black coaches at the board of the United Soccer Coaches Association. And the U.S. Soccer Players Association, do we have anybody on the, on, on the, uh, on the board? On the Players Council, do we have anybody on the board? No. Yeah, not that I know of, no. And this is just not soccer, it's every industry. Every industry. So the tears and the sweat and everything you've done equally to your teammates is never considered just as good. It's a thank you, appreciate it. Now, keep on moving. Get on. Yeah, yeah get on. Thank you, bees. Appreciate it. That was nice. Hey, Gooch, yeah. hell of a job. That was nice. <laughs> keep it moving. See you when I see you. If you need tickets, don't call me. It's been good. It's been real. Oh, no, that, that might drive you a couple of tickets, but that's it. You know, keep you keep you at arm's length. But that, yeah, as far as oh, man, I, there's so many. I mean, bees. Trust me, your network, your your resume, your playing career alone, your top two, maybe in maybe the best resume in U.S. soccer history. I vote best, literally. And not to say that you need to be given, because we don't want to be given anything, right? It's no, not yeah. like hand, no. give us a handout. But how come we don't get the same opportunities on the same level, like? I know, so, I know some of our teammates that we played with, as, literally, they retired, and the next week, they were announced at a, at a club position, front office position. The next yes, week. Sir. So yes, I'm thinking, sir. like, hold up, is it just because we don't know the persons, or is it just because, what is it, right? He's retired from Houston, who has so many problems and issues they need to get correct. Bees, has Houston contacted you about doing anything besides soccer camps in Houston? <laughs> no, we. I mean, we had we 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 had a a couple um, conversations, but it was me reaching out to them. It wasn't them reaching out to me. Not saying that they had to. Not saying they owed me anything because obviously I played, you know, for the team and I was I was a player. But yeah, we've had conversations. Uh, I I spoken to the president. I spoken to. The I'm owner. gonna stop you. In a way, they do. Okay, so, say they do. Say I, they do. I do you know. I but I, I look at I, I look at the, the the end the end product. What came of what came of those conversations? What came of those meetings? Not Crickets. Fair. I got and I and you know and I'm not mad. I, I keep it moving. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they they didn't respond. We had I, I felt that the, the meeting, the meetings that I had and the conversations that I had with the the people that in charge were positive, um, and things that I, I I thought I expressed a little bit of my opinion of what you know could uh, be better from. Uh, 
the the soccer standpoint of it, you know, um, and using my experience to help the club and to to move it in a different direction as far as you know uh, people that attract, you know, how you know they treat players, um, just from that aspect of it, you know, it's it's I just they 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 don't they don't get it they don't know, and but saying all that, did I get a call back? Did I get a, did I get a hey you know we 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 like what you hear or we like what you say. You know, maybe we can have another conversation and talk deeper and more and in more detail what you know what you want to do or what your ideas. Crickets. Did I get a did I get a hey bees, you know, um, you know what? I think uh we, we we love what you did, but you know, we're at at this time we're not uh you know, we're not looking to fill that kind of position that you're looking for. Did I get that? Crickets. Disrespect, man. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, that's just you know, just in Houston, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I like to say that something re- that I've, I've brought up to you guys and some of you guys that disagree with me, but I'm going to say it. All right. And I want to say is that both you guys have been disrespected and treated differently from day one of your U.S. campaign with the soccer team. I say this because everybody knows DeMarcus Beasley and Landon Donovan came up the same, same way, took different paths and different routes. But Bees or Gucci and Yewa has never been made the face of U.S. soccer to try to encourage other people who look like you to strive to be on that platform. They had an opportunity to give your story, Bees. They, have a, they had an opportunity to give Gucci and Yewa's story to help build up the diversity in U.S. soccer. So it seems to me that things are not done by mistake. Things are done with strategy. Yeah. And you're here to play a part, but you're not here to benefit, not here to really be in cloth or sold into the cloth of U.S. soccer. You know, you got used. And, 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 and that's the reality of it. You got used and we all getting used. And we all getting played. And, and the time is now not to kick and scream, but the time is to be intelligent enough to say, listen, we're not moving forward until we have representation on the top. Because if we don't have that, nothing else matters. No matter what we do on the ground floor, at the top, if we don't have somebody there, they will always reject it or put their filter on it. And that's what they want to continue to do. You know why? They must be scared of us. They must be scared because how they treated us in the past, they think we would do the same to them. That's the only answer I have, Gooch, when you ask me why. Why do they treat us the way they treat us? Why do they do the, what, what they did? Because as a man who from the outside is a fan looking at you two, you two got through, you made it. So proud of you guys, right? You inspired so many people. Black, white, Spanish, Asian, doesn't matter. But throughout the process, you are always just a tool and there's never kind of uh, getting your just due or getting your fair treatment, you know? And, and, and it's, I'm tired of begging or asking, right? I just, I just think we got to mobilize and take it. That's the only thing they're going to respect. Militant, this guy. It's not militant. <laughs> it's, it's a, I like to say intelligent. You know, because why keep on running and hitting the wall if you know what the result is going to be, right? It's, uh, it's funny. People, you know, they might hear us talking or hear what we're saying and they're like, oh, they're just complaining. Or, or when they say we have to work twice as hard, you know, they're complaining or overqualified or they're complaining. They're just not good enough for the thing. And this is, this, I'm gonna, this is actually an experiment I wanted to, to put out there. And this is for all the white listeners. So I would challenge... Any white listener who's listening to this podcast today, 
to ask one or actually more than one of your black friends. If you have a black friend, ask <laughs> If you have a black friend, this is a test. And ask them if they were ex explained by their parents when they were young that they have to work twice as hard as their white friends to be able to achieve the same success just because they're black and American. I said, I want you to ask any of your black friends if they heard that from their parents. And I almost guarantee you 99% would have said, yes, of course we heard this. Now, once, that, once you've done asking one, two or three of your black friends, ask your white friends if their parents ever told them that because you're white, you're going to have to work twice as hard to achieve anything in this country. Once you get the data, please write back to the crack podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. You know, cause that's, that's something that you don't have to ask a black person. You know, I, I don't have to ask you guys if you heard that you, yeah. <laughs> cause I know you've heard it. Right. And why is it that we have to be taught that at such a young age? Definitely, man. But, that shouldn't uh, have to be the case. Yeah. I, I think on that note, well, fellas, man. I think on that note, fellas, we closed the show. I think we had, uh, again, we can go on and on and keep on talking until Beezy's hair grows, but, um, and my, internet, and my internet gets fixed. And internet gets fixed, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just want to say to the, to the listeners, thank you for uh, tuning in again and being a part of our family. Thank you to Ricky Greenwood for calling in. Thank you to my two co-hosts, 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 Mr. Know. Aguchi the Glow and Mr. Demarcus the Wi-Fi. Peace out, people, and I love that. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys and uh, hearing from you guys, all right? Much love. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.